Welcome back, you beautiful soul. This is Jordan Cowlish on the State Shifters podcast. And the podcast is really about bringing on guests who inspire you to live a life of passion and purpose. And this guest was someone who I've been following and we've been connecting on Instagram and his content is just always on point. And it reminds me a lot of the type of content that I was putting out when I first began this journey. Uh, and it was just these little nuggets of wisdom, these little, little, uh, it's wisdom that's coming from a place of stillness. And his name is Matt Alberts. He's from Calgary in Canada. And I wanted to jump on and chat with him because I've really enjoyed connecting with people who are around the similar age as me. And one thing that I've noticed, um, particularly since I've moved out to Canada, is I, I'm hanging out with a lot of people who are older than me. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy talking about these spiritual topics um, because I'm learning so much from these from these people who are a lot wiser than me. They've experienced more in life than me. But when I connect with someone such as Matt, who's a little bit younger than me, and we talk about these topics, I feel that there's there's a there's a different and there's a younger energy here. And I really want to start to bring on guests who who are around my age, who are my friends, who I we can talk in a relatable way for millennials to understand these these topics because when you grasp it, it's something that you can you can share and address beyond beyond language uh the language and how it's communicated isn't actually that important it's what is beneath the language and that's what the beauty of matt's posts are if you follow him on instagram you'll see his posts they're coming this they're coming from this place of stillness they're coming from that place of no mind and when you access the no mind place the words that come through have a different type of energy uh, so I'm excited to bring him onto the podcast and have a chat about some of these topics and learn a little bit more about how he goes about his mindfulness practices. Uh, so we have a really great conversation and I hope you enjoy the episode. Before we dive in, uh, I've been letting people know uh, that I'm launching a brand new health and wellness offering and it's my morning routine. And I've, and I've carved out this morning routine uh, during my time as working in a corporate job and it's really for people who want to f- access passion and purpose in their day, uh, regardless of what work they do, regardless of where they live, regardless of who they hang out with. When you get and master your morning routine down pat, like the one I'm going to share with you in my offering, then you're going to supercharge your day to be more energized, full of creativity, full of passion, and, and ultimately you're going to live a life of purpose. So if that's something that interests you, drop me an email, jordan.canlish at outlook.com or message me on social media, and I'll let you know how to get involved. So, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Okay, Matt Elberts, welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, mate. How are you? Thank you, Jordan. I'm doing well today. Thank you. We've uh, we've I've got you live from uh, Calgary in, in Canada. We're both in Canada. Uh, I've been connecting with a lot of fellow Canadians based over in uh, over west, and it's exciting to jump on a call with you. And we connected uh, via Instagram, which is one of the things I love about social media and and this and the Instagram platform is I get to 
connect with people who are just vibing in a very similar wavelength to me and reading your post man i totally resonated with the, the energy you're putting out and the message you're sharing and your page is awesome um and i wanted to bring you onto the podcast because i feel like we could have a really interesting conversation about some of the stuff you talk about and before we dive deep into some of that do you want to just give the listeners a bit of a background about yourself and, and how your inward journey began and how you got to where you are today yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I definitely didn't prepare anything coming into here, but a little bit of my background. Oh boy, that's a deep question. One thing that you'll you'll realize about me is I am a, a pretty deep thinker. Once in a while, I can just kind of go into space into my own head. I like that. But, uh, that's totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of another thing too. Is, is a little thing uh, about my past is. You know, lately I've really been trying not to think about my past. Uh, mm-hmm. I just really almost pretend I have a wall behind me and I'm always stepping forward. But there's definitely ways that you can think about your past as a positive, you know, reflection and realize the things that are sticking with you that you can keep going and build on. Um, yeah, so, I mean... Born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. Changed quite a bit over these past few years, to be honest. I'm only 23 years old, but I think that's a lot of change happens in these years, of course. <laughs> totally, man. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Such a young age, man. I, I that's what that's what connected me again. Like when we see people around our age now starting to open up and talk about some of the things you speak about, like online, such as you know, like meditation and contemplative practices. You know, it makes me think. Like, when did this this awakening, as such, or you call it awakening? For a lot of people, it's a, it can be a gradual thing. For some people, it's a sudden perspective shift. Like, what about you? Have you always been, like, for example, on your Instagram, you're talking about, like, taking time out for gratitude and connecting with stillness and meditation. Uh, like, f- this stuff, sometimes, like, a lot of people don't aren't even exposed to this. Like, particularly in the 23 years of living that you've been here, like, when did the shift happen? Was it a gradual thing? Yeah, totally, man. Um, yeah, so it, it definitely was a gradual thing. Um, it first happened when I was traveling, I would say when I kind of separated myself from my past life, um, I went overseas, traveled, uh, kind of Southeast Asia, South Asia, and having left my old friend group, having left my old past behind traveling alone, um, you, you have no other choice, but to discover who you are and to to just know the the little thoughts the little the the kicks that get you going every day that just your yeah your passions and just almost yeah purpose what you really want to do in life um especially when traveling because it's it's i wouldn't necessarily say it's a, a flight or fight kind of scenario but you're definitely put in that a lot more because you constantly you're moving, you're 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 thinking, oh, where am I going to stay next? Uh, where's the next 
restaurants I can eat at, and especially for myself being uh, vegan on a plant-based diet. I mean, that's, you really have to take into consideration of of every move of, of where you go, and uh, yeah, just just and, and also being like radically open-minded too. I mean, wherever you place yourself, you have to be able to adjust and use that time of your life to the best that you can. That's kind of, that's how I, how I've been seeing life lately, at least. Yeah, I love that, man. Like, I, I agree with you with the travel um, component, like traveling to, to go and do trips like that, like do Southeast Asia trips, start traveling to places that people wouldn't normally go to or, or places that are going to create opportunities for inner growth requires an element of open-mindedness, which is, which is why I, I like, I'm a big advocate for travel. Like if someone wants to uh, really open their mind and, and explore, uh, explore the world in a way that allows new perspectives to come in then travel without planning too much sort of like what you do like when you travel and you don't plan too much or you go to a country where you're out of your comfort zone you've got no choice but to be open-minded and and be okay with not knowing and trusting that things are going to be okay and that in an essence really teaches you so much about life because life is unknown like if you can be okay with not knowing and you can step into uh you can step into the unknown with with faith and trust that things are going to be okay then you're you're living from a higher purpose and travel is the best way to practice that practice that courage and faith and trust in, in something higher than yourself and same deal with me when i traveled i i came um my first big trip was like i came out to north america and i did exchange here and that was sort of like the catalyst for me really starting to, to go deep and have these sorts of uh, perspective shifts. As you see, like the whole, there's a whole world out there that can teach you so much. Um, so like you did a uh, Southeast Asia trip. Was there any other like significant times on your travel journeys that y- you remember as being, yeah, like that really shifted me? Mm, yeah, definitely. There's, there's one moment in particular that I honestly, I, I think I've maybe told one person. Uh, I'll share it with you because I, I really want to start. I'm humbled, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I really want to start opening up and, and just letting my story out in a way because, yeah, I went through some pretty some pretty deep personal experiences there. Um, one is I was in India, and as per usual as you hear, I got pretty sick. And I was staying in an ashram this one night and I could hardly even get out of bed. Um, honestly, like sometimes I would like wake up in the middle of the night and I had just let go in my bed. I mean, like I was just like deathly sick. It was so bad. Was it like a food poisoning or was it like a, some, some sort of virus that you, uh, somewhere? yeah, I'm really not sure. Um, yeah, we couldn't tell you cause like I was very careful. I was watching what I ate uh, I was taking all the precautions that I had to, but somehow something still got into me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I was, I was living in the ashram. I was on the top floor and I had to fill my water and it took me 20 minutes. So this place is only four floors. It took me 20 minutes to get all the way downstairs. Uh, and then 
filled up my water bottle. It took me about half an hour just to get back upstairs. And in that time, it was literally like every time I sat down, I was just like, like, what, what am I doing? Like, what, 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 why am I here? What is the purpose of this? Like, I know I'm just sick. I know these are silly thoughts that'll probably be out of my head tomorrow. But for some reason, I'm going deep right now. Like, there, there's something happening. I want to sit with this. I want to sit with this pain. Um, and it, yeah, it was after that moment that, like, I, I, I that was one of the moments where I, I could honestly say that it did shift me in a way. Like, it, it allowed me to get to a low that I had never been before. And from that low and suffering in a way, like I've been able to just draw so much power from it. It's like, I used to like, I, I remember at one time I was like so sick and now it's like, I feel amazing. There's no excuse for me not to go out and crush every day, like to go and live and do everything. Otherwise I'm, I'm just, it's excuses, you know? Yeah, dude. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, I mean, I guess I want to bring up the 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 importance of those low points. Like, mm. how important is it for 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 someone when they're in those low points where they're hitting rock bottom uh, to to start to question those those things? Like, what what is this teaching me right now? Like, what what can I learn from this experience? Because always, it's always from the darkness we see the light more. Like we come out the other end of those low points with a new perspective on life. Like, how did you then treat that low point as like, okay, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to go within? All right. I'm just going to have to switch locations here really quick. That's okay, man. Um, yeah, my headphones died. I'm going to try and find a place with less echo. Is this all right? That's right. He is good. Yep. Awesome. He is good. Um, yeah. The, the importance of low points. I mean, that's that's something I'm just really starting to to discover and kind of get into. Um, and that, that's 100% what happened to me while I was traveling is, you know, one memory that I always go back to is when you're walking on the streets, when I was in India, um, I mean, you're, you're walking by ladies who have half their face dismembered, you know, they might be missing limbs, um, the eyeballs gouged out, you name it. Like it's, 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 it's unreal. Um, but you'll look at them and they'll give you the, the, the biggest, whitest smile you can ever imagine. Just because like, they've they've been to such low points right that they they just know that wherever you can go from there it's there's just positive like just just up you know like you've already been to a terrible point so now you just know that yeah you'll never get to to it or it kind of losing it a bit there yeah you've already experienced the low points you already know what that feels like, you know, you don't want to get back there and you know, you're capable to keep yourself out of those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Particularly like I've noticed for myself is like when I'm in the darkness, the key is 
allowing it to be there without resisting it. Like it's sometimes it's all uh, relative because like darkness for someone like us who lives in a comfortable city and a really, really uh, a good life where we have the bare necessities is different to someone who may be in India and doesn't have simple things in life which which we take for granted, yet we experience very similar feelings of suffering. Like out here, it's like anxiety seems to be the, the main cause of of suffering out here because people are constantly worried about the future. And this feeling of anxiety is, is causing a lot of suffering for people. And I realized that when I, like I experienced anxiety in the past and when I'm in those times, can I sit with those darker emotions and be okay with them passing through me and using them as a way to go within and to release because there's just energy blockages that I need to release, which are triggering these anxiety, um, these anxiety symptoms. Did you do something like that when you were going through now? Obviously, you obviously still go through these lower periods, but now that you have this, this toolkit of handling darker emotions, do you tend to go out and sit with them? Like in terms of meditation, will you journal? Like what is your toolkit for handling slower emotions like that? Yeah, absolutely, man. That that's actually one reason why I was excited to connect with you because I've heard that or I listened to your morning routine lately. Mm. Uh, you're talking about yoga, meditation, cold shower. I'm not quite into the cold showers yet. <laughs> that's a game changer, mate. Well, it's, wait till you try it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, in my toolkits, hands down, are meditation and journaling. Um, yeah, when I'm in those times, you just you need to to sit however you want to sit. You know, make sure your back's nice and straight, feet on the feet, however you want. Just be comfortable as you are, and then close your eyes and feel. Just just actually. For me personally, I can feel that kind of anxious um, feeling kind of in the center of my body. And through breathing and my uh, pranayama work, you can move that energy, right? You can target it to different areas or possibly just reduce it or get rid of it. And yeah, breath. I mean, that's hands down, I think, one of our most powerful tools. That's why I have a, a massive pair of lungs tattooed on me. <laughs> it's just breath, man. Breathe. Take a second. Realize you're human. You're just this little speck on this piece of sand floating through the universe. I mean, just 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 calm yourself for a bit. Feel it. Understand that, you know, everyone most likely goes through these same feelings. And, and and one thing there too is lately I've been thinking that everyone might think that they're all so, so different in a way, but when it comes down to it, like if you put 10 strangers in a room, you're going to realize that you're actually all so similar. Those, those little things that you thought were just your problems or, or your little you know, just, yeah, your, your errors in a way. It's, it's most likely everyone's problems and everyone's little 
little errors. Hundred percent. It's it's like the emotions. We all go through the same emotional scale, right? We all feel anxiety. We all feel uh, worry, fear, happiness, joy. Like these are these are all emotions that everyone feels, and when we realize our own humanness and when you notice that an emotion that you don't like is, is happening, when you can take that step back and see it as just an emotion, that it isn't actually who I am, mm. that's a sign for me that I can stop what I'm doing because most people try and do more to get rid of these negative emotions. The key is to do less, to stop and actually sit down and go, wait a second, this is just an emotion. I've, even though I feel like shit right now and I'm, I'm in the darkness, this is just an emotion that isn't actually who I am. And when you break that resistance or break that attachment to the emotion, you see it's temporary nature and it just passes right through. And then you come out the other end into a higher state of emotion while also realizing this isn't me. This is just an elevated emotion that you can just ride the wave of emotions when you break that resistance to negative emotions. You'll stay living in higher states. Um, yeah, it's the humanness, just realizing that it, we all experience emotions, but it's not actually who we are. Mm-hmm. And meditation, same deal for me, was is the practice that I like to turn to. Um, do you mind giving us some background on like what your practice looks like and how long you would meditate for? Is it every morning that you do it? Yeah, yeah. first of all, I actually, just off that last conversation, I had a little thought pop mm-hmm. into my mind before I lose it here. Um it's kind of on the the topic of why, you know, anxiety, given the emotion of anxiety, why were we taught that that's negative? Hmm. Why, why must that feeling bring us down? You know, why isn't, why isn't that, you know, for me, it's like anxiety can, can come up and just, it's almost like it just grabs my heart and just squeezes it. Yeah. You, can, you can feel that pressure. Why is that negative? You know, why, like lately, whenever I'm anxious, I'll actually write in my journal. I'll just be like, that feeling is love. And now I'm, I'm trying to code my mind in a way to be like, whenever I'm anxious, that's like, no, there, there's something there. There's, 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 uh, there's love, you know, I, I, I love throwing love around. So that's the same. Yeah. And, and, and that's one thing that I used to do for, uh, being nervous. Uh, I, every time I was nervous, I would just be like, I'm so excited. I, I'm ready to go. Like, this is, yeah. this is good. I'm going to feed off this. This is going to allow me to perform so well. And then, yeah, that has already started to work. I've been doing that one for a while. And now lately, because I've been really busy, there's been a lot of change around me. My anxiety has been at a higher level. So I've really been targeting it and just trying to change that to an emotion where I can use it to the best ability. So that reframing, that's key. Uh, That's a really powerful practice that you've done there is like, why does negative emotions have to be bad? They're only bad because we judge them as bad. So you're essentially just stepping in and reframing them as it's just an emotion that I can choose to see it how I want to see it. And then seeing it as love because at the end of the day, the core emotion is love that's emanating from all of us. So if you just treat everything that comes up as love, <laughs> you break the resistance. I love that, man. That's cool. I'm going to use that. Good mm. stuff. 
Glad I could. So explain to me the, your your meditation. Give, give me some background. Is it a, is it more first thing you do in the morning when you wake up? Yes. Um, yeah. I will get up. I kind of freshen up a little bit. I'll brush my teeth. Maybe do a little grab a tea and get that stuff ready. Um, I, I also do try and go to the washroom. I like to empty out before I go into my meditation. Uh, <laughs> <gotta> stay light. <laughs> So, and then from there, I'll usually sit down. I'll, I'll leave all technology out of the room. I have a little kind of digital clock that does nothing besides tell the time. Um, and I go into uh, just a nice dark room. It's all controlled settings. I know nothing is going to bother me. I know nothing will bring me out of that state. Um, and also another thing with meditation, I mean, is, is just share it. I think a lot of people are, are a little bit afraid to be like, Oh, I meditate. No, it's <laughs> like, take that time. It's beautiful. But yeah, it's uh, first thing in the morning. I'll usually do at least 20 minutes. Lately I've been practicing transcendental meditation. Um, so I, I, I did take the course for that and I received my, what is it? Uh, pre- primordial mantra. Something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, it'll last from anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes for my morning meditation. Uh, and then I'll go into a little bit of movement work and whatnot. But then throughout the day, it kind of depends on my schedule, what's happening, how just how I feel that I'm performing. If I start to feel myself go down and I still have things to do during the day, I'll try and find a a little time slot where I can step aside and just do a little maybe five, 10 minute practice just to bring myself back down. And also after every meditation practice, it's really important to journal, I feel too, just just right after. Uh, Because that's, to me, whatever thoughts come to you after your meditation, once you're in that, that alpha state, right? Uh, those, those are the thoughts that your mind really wants to bring in, that there's most likely importance in there that you can use. Um, and then after that, my nighttime, I'll usually do another just little meditation just to kind of wind myself down and get ready for bed pretty much. Yeah, beautiful. Seems like you've got a really nice routine set up there with the TM. The transcendental stuff is something that I've obviously heard of but haven't tried. So that's um that's cool that you've done the course. Um, you have to keep me updated and let me know how it all goes when you start to do it regularly because I know it's powerful. Like, didn't like the Beatles and some big names? Yeah, they were TM advocates. Yeah, yeah actually, I visited their ashram in uh, Rish- oh, really? in Rishikesh. Yeah, cool, cool. I just wanted to touch on the the importance of journaling um, in conjunction with meditation. Like one thing I've found super effective recently is asking a question. So I like I write a question in my journal um, before I go into my meditation. And then when I come out of the meditation, I'll just journal the answer, whatever's coming through me. Like, so just posing that question and then going into the practice and just letting, letting go of the need for an answer to come. I find that's the essence of channeling. That's like I work with a channeler here and that's how he began channeling, just asking questions while in meditation and allowing an answer to come through him 
without looking for the answer or seeking an answer, just letting go of the question and the answer comes. And that's such a really powerful practice to do because I believe life works like that as well. When you have a desire, when you set, when you ask a question or set in a desire, you will get the answer. You just have to let go of getting the answer and it will come. And, and it will depends on how, like I know Abraham Hicks, I'm not sure if you follow their stuff as well, but the vibrational scale, like you can manifest anything you want as long as you keep your vibration higher. So as desires come in, if you keep your vibration higher, what you desire will naturally come to you by law of law of attraction. And that's the power of a meditation practice. You can essentially pose a question in a journal and then allow an answer to come by raising your vibration in your practice to allow something to come through you. And I've been journaling so much recently because I think so much has been going on in my life. It's been a, a way for me to just capture thoughts and feelings and when you when i bring them to paper it's like the energy gets taken out of my mind and brought into the physical world it's like it gets pulled out of me and it's a very therapeutic thing and like long form journaling is something that i'm doing a lot more of um is is that something you're experimenting with as well how, like how long have you been journaling for uh do you mean like like not long form journaling, just how? Yeah. Do you, do you just write like a gratitude list or like, you know, like intentions for the day? Like what does your journaling practice look like? Cause for some people they say they don't know what to journal. Like, like what should they be journaling about? Right. Uh, so I'll usually start up what I, I try not to go over a page a day. I find that that's generally enough for me. I can fit it in there, especially with how I journal. So I'll start off, date the top of the page, and right under that, I'll write grateful every time, every day, just write that word. Uh, and then from there, it's it can vary, but generally I'll kind of look at the important things that I know are happening in my day. So I'll kind of transfer them from maybe the previous page and just, you know, it, it allows you to not have to think about anything because it's written down. It's It's efficient, right? Um, and then, yeah, from there, it's, it's a lot of thoughts and emotions and realizing maybe like, why is, why am I feeling this way this morning when I was feeling like that just last night? So being able to keep track of those emotions so closely, it just, it, it, it takes out the thought process and allows you to just actually see it because it's written down right in front of you there's there's yeah there's there's nothing to hide behind i mean you're essentially talking to yourself having a little little conversation but uh yeah it just, it just takes the takes a lot of the, the thought out of it and that's what i like about it agreed yeah yeah i mean um it's just one of the tools that we have in our, you know, conscious practice to ensure that we are aware of what's going on on an internal level. Uh, like yoga was another thing that I always practice, but like regularly yoga, meditation, journaling, um, all these inner practices that I find so valuable in, in maintaining that element of awareness of, of what's going on in my internal world. Uh, for you, like, you live in Calgary, which is, judging by Instagram, an absolutely beautiful uh, place to live. And I can see your your 
you love nature and you, you're a photographer as well. Mm-hmm. How like how, how important has nature been for you in helping you kind of gain that sense of groundedness and connectedness? Oh man, nature is it's my best friend. <laughs> uh, just yesterday, actually, I don't know if you saw my post from last night, but I, I literally just touched on that. Um, I yeah, nature for me, it it just it slaps you right down to your bare human self. Like there's there's you're sitting out there and you have nothing to offer nature. Like if you just go out alone, there's there's honestly honestly not much to give. So just just being there, sitting and and just being, and that's it. You just, you hear things differently, you know, like senses elevate. You, you can hear the water running faster or, or the direction of the wind or, uh, and especially, I mean, wildlife too. If they, if that ever comes around, like, like just to be able to, to watch like a moose, this is a very Canadian example. You've seen a moose? Oh yeah. You're kidding me. Yeah, dude. Just to, it's my dream to see a moose one day. <laughs> you have to come out here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know around, around you, but uh, anyways, yeah, just just to watch such a a massive, majestic animal just just walking through the woods without any problem, just with grace. I mean, there is to me personally no other feeling. Like it's it it just yeah yeah. Dude, same. Like uh, nature, for me, is one of my biggest teachers because when you sit out in nature, you realize that... I, I can't remember who the quote is, but I think it's Lao Tzu. It says, nature does nothing, yet nothing is undone. Mm-hmm. Meaning it doesn't do anything, but everything is done perfectly. It's the greatest teacher for stillness because... When I go out here and when I'm in Canada now and I see the change of the seasons, you know, the leaves falling off the trees, the the transitional periods, you see that everything has a purpose. Like you think things are dying, but it's not. It's just taking transitions. And then when the leaves come back and you see them, you just think, how is it everything done at perfect timing? It's because nature is connected with something that allows things to create in a place of non-resistance and that's for when I sit down in nature I try and practice that can I allow that space of non-resistance to flow through me as I contemplate nature's perfection that's uh, like mm. I don't get it much now that I'm living downtown and I mean I live in a city so I don't have a, as much of a connection with nature but mm. for people who are listening who might be in a similar position to me uh, who may not have uh nature as accessible as what you do right now uh like what advice would you give to someone to try and find that connection in any way they can oh man i give any advice you you can always i feel like it's still no matter where nature is no matter where say a, a tree is or a little bit of grass somewhere to be able to just just to feel the earth to connect in that one spot to to try and absorb some energy and just just feel that first 
you'll start to realize that there is energy to be absorbed and there there is just a just a, a sense of calmness that nature does offer you so that would be one thing i would say would just to just to try and find a a little a little plot of nature around you cuz you can it, it's out there um and other than that i mean if if there's a place around you that maybe you can't get to easily just schedule a time once a week and and just do it i mean just just get out there and hold somehow find a source of accountability to get out there and yeah i mean hey like if you want accountability i'll do it for you i'll I'll message you and get you out there it's sometimes you do just need someone to to give you that kick to get out there agreed man yeah so what do you what do you do at the moment do you kind of take time out from your day and, and go for walks like do you meditate outside like uh so right now i do i do my meditation inside and as you said, luckily, I am fortunate, am fortunate enough to live in a place where, you know, I, I have nice large parks in the city that I could escape to easily, or I could just take a, a drive out to the mountains. I'm, I'm in a nice place for that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure where that, that question was going there. Uh, that's okay. The, you touched on gratitude earlier. This is the first thing you write in your journal. And I read one of your posts before we jumped on the call and you were speaking about you talking about gratitude. Just simply the act of writing gratitude kind of initiates that feeling that you're looking for, that reminder to be grateful. Why is gratitude such an important practice for you? And why should people because it seems so simple, right? Everyone hears it, like be grateful for things like have a gratitude list but like what what is it specifically that makes gratitude so powerful you know it just for me it it's allowed me to connect to other people a lot better um just realizing that there, there's just such an importance to to realizing that like the little things in your life you know, they, they might actually not be little things like you, you need to to see things. Oh, you know, I, I, that's a good question. It's always <laughs> why is gra- gratitude so important? I mean, it's it's just you need to to be able to touch that side of yourself. And. Yeah, it, that is tough because it, it does seem like it should be simple, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Another little aside here, one thing, like the way that you say that I, I do get into my posts and I, I write very deeply and I, I can get into a very deep state, but generally when I'm in those states is, is after a, a meditation or, or when I'm alone, that's, I mean, I, I, I really flow and I, I can, I can speak very well and my ideas are insane, but it's almost like whenever someone, whenever I, I have to talk, you know, it's, it's, it's a blank. <laughs> Dude, I, I, that's, yeah, I really resonated with, with you as well, because like, I really see, like, I'm, I'm, I go through very similar stuff when I first started out sharing, um, this stuff online for me, it was, 
it's a big, pretty big thing. Like I feel like as guys, especially, you know, this this sacred feminine energy that we're sharing online is something that a lot of men haven't yet opened up to. And I found it a challenge to be open and vulnerable and sharing these deep, these deep, th- deep thoughts that I was having, which was the same for me. It was coming to me while in deep meditation, or I would be out in nature, and then I would feel compelled to share about it. But when it came to talking and in a conversation with a group of guys, I couldn't. It, I couldn't articulate these feelings that I had that I had during a meditation so that my, my Instagram platform became a really great way for me to communicate these messages to the world. And now as I just talk to more people about it, I, I it really does help kind of articulate what I'm feeling. Um, and have, what challenges have you found? Like you, I think you're, you're quite you're quite early on this the sharing journey i would say because sharing things on social media i believe is a very powerful thing to do because when you do that you create a space for someone else to connect with their truth and share their truth which is why i love talking about this stuff like i love sharing online but as men like i definitely notice there are a lot less men share and and touch on this on the sacred feminine energy what challenges have you found uh sharing this stuff hmm so just to touch on a little bit of my backstory there, as you're kind of speaking about that manhood, um, one thing about me is like, I, I am a journeyman welder. I have grown up in the trades. And if you're ever a part of the trades, you'll know that there, there's a there's a certain type of rough community in a way. Like it's, it's the way that the people treat each other in that area is, is a, isn't something that I necessarily wanted to keep going with. And I didn't see as a, as a positive influence in my life in any way. Um, not knocking the trades at all. I mean that they're, they are great They're I mean, I wouldn't be who I am without having had that experience in my life. When you say trades, like as in like, labor work like your journeyman welder it, what's that like because my dad's a welder you mean like welding pipes like yeah. that kind of welder yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right okay pipelines so pressure weld right yeah yeah absolutely um so from there we were kind of going into yeah the, like sorry my that aside might have thrown me off a little bit uh, that's okay you're saying as a as a trade being in the trades I, I, I can imagine it would be difficult to share this stuff because people like lads who work in that space you know they aren't necessarily open to this stuff uh how did you find that was it a challenge yeah. to then yeah. start talking about like meditation and stuff like that um so when i was in the trade i didn't open up that was my problem i was staying closed there and I could, I could almost, in a way, I think I, I might not have actually felt it, but subconsciously, I could feel myself bottling up. I mean, they're, they're just, I wasn't allowing myself to really allow that creativity out or to really get out there because I knew I had it in me. Because the reason why I got into welding was because I love the artistic side. I love like blacksmithing and and really being able to get a creative outlet out of that. Um, but I, I couldn't share it. I, I wasn't in a position to or anything. So I, I, I had to leave. I did. I, I uh, the, the economy was going down at that time too. layoffs were 
everywhere. So saved up a bunch of money and that's when I kind of kicked off and went traveling. And that's what leads to this mat that you see sitting right now. Uh, and one of the biggest things that has helped me throughout that is getting into meditation. But the biggest thing that I have found is studying meditation and going to these courses. Like the last one I went to, there was 28 women and two men. Uh, lately, I've been surrounded by a very strong feminine influence. And it, it's, yeah, it's definitely allowed me to, to be comfortable with tapping into that. And I mean, realizing that if you ever really sit in on like a, on a woman's talk, you know, I don't think a lot of men really realize what actually, what they talk about and what, what really goes on there. Uh, and that, that's an eye opener. Like it, it really made me feel like, you know, like, like, yeah, hold strong to your manhood, hold that, but also be in touch with that feminine side. It is so important. Um, they, yeah, it's the, there's a lot to offer there as well. Yeah, really well said, man. Like, yep, I just, I want to be, uh, I want to be the, a space for, for men especially to, to start to tune into this stuff and, like, for, for us to have conversations like this, you know, we're both, like, young, like, early 20s, men talking about this kind of stuff and when this shift starts happening where we can be an example for men to be okay talking about feelings or meditation or inner work i think that's the shift that's going to have to happen on this planet uh, that's going to allow this feminine energy to become more prominent because at the moment it's there's still a there's still an imbalance i feel you know, you can see you see that in the <laughs> the president of America being such a big uh, masculine energy that that is he's a representation of a country. So we can see that there's a disconnect uh, disconnect there in in total. And so it's it's really reassuring to jump on calls and being able to speak about this stuff with with men. I do have uh, lots of male friends that I do speak about this stuff, but it's mainly women like me. I'm I'm around female energy most of the time because women are generally more open to talking about their feelings um, that that i don't know it must be it's a it's a mask of masculinity that men like to wear that kind of, that hide them from this but for me it's like the ultimate act of courage and bravery to go within and sit with your feelings particularly like we just spoke about the anxiety the darker the, the more the more challenging emotions it's it takes bravery to sit in meditation because it's often a painful experience. Um, do like do you have advice for men who may be opening up now to this kind of this 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 sight this this energy? Like how can they start to just like tune into it a little bit more? Like for me, yoga was a perfect place to start because it still involved movement and the body. Any do you have any advice for men around our age, millennials? Yes, millennials. Ah, yes. Um, what I have for our our generations is to try and find like-minded people around you and people who have already taken the step because they're out there like us. 
Um, and I mean, that's what really excites me about having this talk, being on your podcast, uh, getting out there and almost creating a, like a beacon per se here in Calgary where, you know, may, maybe like reach out, you know, that that's, that's another amazing thing. And that's why like Instagram is so beautiful is that you can reach out to anyone that you'd like to. And yeah, maybe you might not get the response or anything, but you need to try and, and, and even through you typing and, or, or speaking and, and reaching out without a response, you might, you might even answer your own question. Right. Um, so, so yeah, that, that's the biggest piece of advice I would say is to try and find someone who has already taken the steps, who has experience in it and they will guide you. Like they, they will be able to help you and to answer any questions or, or provide you with sources or maybe videos or books that you should read. Um, yeah, just, just get a hold of someone. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Just that simple act of asking that question, like we said earlier about journaling, the minute you have that desire to want to find other people and you write that desire down or you feel that desire, I, there's no doubt people will start to show up in your life that are going to help you on, on the journey. So, yeah, well said. Yeah, I'd say that the law of attraction. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, mate, before we wrap things up here, do you want to give people listening uh, – where they can find you online because uh, they everyone should follow your Instagram page because it's amazing stuff yeah. and I know that you're going to get a lot of attention on there. Uh, so where can people connect with you? Yeah, so on Instagram, my my handle is productively lame. Uh, that's, that's Instagram. On Facebook, it's the same. I'm starting to work on my YouTube, kind of doing little vlogs here and there. My idea is to to just go out into a nice little spot in nature where I just sit and pretty much you just watch me pick my own mind apart. Uh, and yeah, to me, it's entertaining, but we'll see if other people find it entertaining. But yeah, otherwise, just productively lame. Um, and a little, little thing there is what I mean by productively lame is that the productive, you need to get out there and you need to just to use every resource that you have and use this time that we are living in to your best ability to to just do everything with the best intentions but then the lame remember at the end of the day that we're all human we're all the same we all breathe you know we we all have this same layer of skin you just need to remember that there is still that inner lameness in all of us that you need to touch and that you're, you know, in, in a way you need to remind yourself that you're no better than anyone else. You know, it's, I don't want to say it's knocking you down, but you just need to realize that. Yeah. We're equal. Yeah, man. Agreed. Totally vibe with that. Uh, yeah. So, like, man, my last question is, uh, you know, you seem like you've connected with a place within you where you've tuned into you know, a feeling, a passion, a purpose. You know, you're following your curiosities, you're following your soul's uh, direction, your heart's calling. 
Uh, for a lot of people, like me included, back you know a couple of years ago, I was working a corporate job. I really didn't have this connection. I was asking questions like, I know I was meant for more in life, but uh, yet here I was working in a corporate job, not really feeling fulfilled. For people listening who are obviously, if they're listening to this stuff, something's opening up now where there is something starting to emerge. Uh, can you give some advice to those people or some words of wisdom just to help them uh, feed this calling that's coming out of them? And even though they might feel a little stuck or frustrated in their current position, what advice could you give for someone to, to, to stay true to this path that they're on? Mm. Set your intentions. Set your principles. And create a system for yourself whether that is focusing on that morning routine, whether that is, you know, implementing those tools like you were talking about, just create a system for yourself. And yeah, consistency is key. Keep at it, keep going. And just remember that like life is a game and have fun. Like it's, it's, it's all, what you do it's what you create right yeah i guess that that would be it just just have fun with it and yeah agreed man the systems you become the master of your own destiny when you start to take control of your own systems and routines and habits and practices so very well said matt it's been a pleasure having you on the on the podcast man i really enjoyed chatting with you and we're gonna um we're gonna link up again in the future i've got no doubt absolutely brother thank you jordan thanks again man There we have it, guys. Another episode of the State Shifters podcast done and dusted. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you with me. And as always, if you took value away from this episode, please leave a comment or leave some feedback and review on iTunes. That, that really goes a long way and helping me get the word out there about this type of content. Um, and yeah, of course, if you want to reach out to me and leave a message, I'm always willing to chat. So I'll uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.